This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. My name is Al Roberts, and I'm the Rappaport Professor of Law and Public Policy at Suffolk Law. The Right to Information Act is a, a law that was adopted in India in 2005, and it's like the American Freedom of Information Act, although in some ways it's a little more advanced. It provides Indian citizens with this right to government information, and it applies to all levels, federal, state, and local government in India, and it's got widespread public support. It's really got a mass movement behind it. And uh, when President Obama was in India the last week, he made a point of talking about the importance of uh, open government, and I think partly because it's an area where he thinks his own agenda here in the United States matches with the agenda of the Indian government. So he was saying a lot of good things about several initiatives in India aimed at improving governmental transparency, including the new Right to Information Act. India is a very interesting case. There's been this extraordinary diffusion of laws like the U.S. Freedom of Information Act over the last uh, decade. About 15 to 20 years ago, there were maybe 15 countries basically advanced democracies that had laws like uh, the U.S. FOIA. Uh, and now it's uh, probably about 80 countries that have adopted them. And um, many of them are developing countries like India. And uh, a lot of people look to India as sort of a test case about whether you can make this sort of law, a freedom of information law, work in a developing country because the, the challenges really are immense. You've got a country of uh, over a billion people um, most of whom still live in rural areas, uh, many of whom are illiterate and very poor. And then the challenge is, can you make it work in India? Because if you can make it work in India, make that idea of transparency work, then it's probably portable to a lot of other developing countries as well. Just one issue is awareness, making sure that, uh, as I say, most of the population in rural areas understands that they have a right to ask for information from government officials. Sometimes this is really basic information about uh, whether they're getting the income support they're entitled to, whether they're getting the rations of basic goods and, and foods that they're entitled to, um, whether the, the money that is being allocated to their village for basic services, um, access to water, the a building of a new schoolhouse, other forms of public works, whether that money is getting spent properly. So the first thing is making sure that they understand that they have a right to ask government officials for information about all of these things. Um, the next big issue is that is the barrier to actually asking for the information, and, and that kind of goes two ways. The, the practical aspect is, well, how do you make a request to information? How do you find the official who's got the information, and how do you file the request? And then there's also, in many of these communities, a sort of psychological barrier, because what they're dealing with here is not so much a question of paperwork, but dealing with a culture in which government officials have a very strong sense of their own prerogatives. So it's a question of empowering citizens so that they feel that they're actually in, can, as a matter of practice, ask a government official for information about how public money is being spent. After that, there are some other practical questions. Um, we're talking about a developing country and that doesn't have uh, the investment in administrative capabilities and record-keeping systems and so on. So even in a case where you've got a government official who's prepared to act in, with goodwill and, and, and would like to give the information, the question is whether he can retrieve the information and, and hand it out. 
Suomoro is basically the um, Indian phrase used for for what in other countries is sometimes called proactive disclosure. And what this means is government, it puts out certain kinds of information on its own initiative. It doesn't wait for a request. That's a, one of the experiments that's going on uh, in India right now, that the notion is that with certain kinds of uh, government programs, government has the obligation itself to put the information out into the public domain. So they're doing a very interesting experiment right now uh, with something called their Rural Employment Guarantee Act, which is basically a large public works project. And rather than waiting for individuals to ask for information about where the money is going and how it's being spent and who's getting it, the law itself says there's a proactive obligation in government to get that information into the public domain. And it's, it's a way they hope, of making government work more efficiently and purging corruption. And that there actually is an analogy, pretty direct analogy right here, because th that's pretty much what the American government, the U.S. government, was doing with the Recovery Act, with the stimulus funds, um, using uh, new technologies uh, and the idea of proactive disclosure to get this information out in the public domain recognizing in the U.S. case that that's the only way you're going to maintain the trust in uh, the program, the credibility of the program. There's a big enforcement problem associated with these laws. This is true even in the United States. Anybody who uses the Freedom of Information Act knows that the, the challenge after you filed a request, if you're getting stymied by a government agency, is how do you enforce the law? Uh, in, in the U.S. at the federal level, you go to court, but that's a prolonged and costly process. In India, they're taking a different approach. They've got specialized quasi-judicial officers called information commissioners. And, uh, and they have ju quasi-judicial powers. They act sort of like judges, but they don't have all the formality of a judge. And the theory is they can handle complaints more quickly. But the system is so large, we're talking about a system in which there might be a million requests a year that it's very easy for these commissioners to get deluged, to get swamped with complaints. And so they're going to be conducting experiments on, on how to dispose of complaints fairly and also quickly. And they're going to be looking for ways to streamline the dispute resolution process. Um, they're probably going to be looking for ways to target kind of repeat offenders in agencies to sort of staunch the flows of requests. But they're going to be doing a lot of institutional innovation, a lot of learning about how you, you dispense justice in, in these cases quickly and properly. They've been very clever about finding ways of, of promoting awareness about uh, the law. That's, that's one thing that's interesting. You know, and one thing that's different here is that in, in, in the United States today, freedom of information tends to be kind of an inside game. There's only a most of the time a very small population of, of people who use the law and what they're trying to do in India is to make it a, a popular a mass tool something that anybody can use even down at the village level to find out what's going on in their village it's a very ambitious goal to do that they've had to find some very clever ways of promoting public awareness of the law the other thing that's intriguing is the way in which they're using new technologies to facilitate transparency and to some degree, in, in some respects, they're, they're leapfrogging the way Americans do uh, FOI. So, for example, setting up a call center that allows you, rather than making a paper request, as you have to do here, 
um, make a phone call to a central center that takes your request for information and routes it to the official that's responsible and then gets the response back from the official. So it's a, a different notion of customer service. Uh, and then there are some places where they're doing some very clever things with technology. So, for example, uh, you can send a text message to the information commissioner and get an automated response to know what the status of the investigation into your complaint about the denial of information is. That's something that nobody else in the world is doing at the moment. These laws sometimes have a very tough slog when they first get adopted because the bureaucracy um, sometimes is deeply resistant to the notion of opening up the files. And if there isn't a very powerful public constituency to pushing for as a law, pushing to have the law taken seriously, it's sometimes the case that the law dies within a matter of years. It becomes um, ineffectual or it's used by only a very small core of hardcore requesters. The Indian case is interesting but precisely because it's got such high public profile. It, it really does seem to have a, a popular movement behind it. A lot of broad enthusiasm for this law. The question is going to be whether that can be sustained over time uh, and whether that's going to be enough to get this vast bureaucracy to take transparency seriously. And I guess the only thing I would add is this. Uh, if anyone is uh, uh, interested in reading an article that I wrote about this, it's in the current issue of Public Administration Review. But if you want to find the article, the simplest way to do it is just go to Google and do a search with the words Robert Suffolk and India, and the article should pop up as the first hit. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.